Give the secret handshake. Check your cloaks and remove your tinfoil hats. This is the Illuminati Social Club. The podcast you don't want they to know about. This is bullshit. This series presents information based in part on theory and conjecture. The producer's purpose is to suggest some possible explanation, but not necessarily the only ones to the mysteries we will examine. Welcome to uh, the Illuminati Social Club's In Search of series. I'm your host, Jason, from Cleveland, or Parma, actually. Parma. Uh, and joining me, as always, from still in uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. Man, you, you've been there a whole week. Oliver Roxa. <laughs> yes, I have. I, and I, I'm, I'm having chili on my spaghetti. It's just an enjoyable experience. <laughs> Hello, all. And from Halifax, Nova Scotia, Mr. Steve Cloutier. I just want to know if he's listening to Dr. Johnny Fever or not. That's all. <laughs> well, I applied I applied for the job. Unfortunately, I think I'm going to get Les Nessman's job. So <laughs> my Band-Aids are at the ready. <clears throat> How you as long as you get to meet... Good. As long as you get to meet Bailey. Oh, <laughs> don't tease me, man. Do not tease me. Uh, kids, ask your parents. Yeah. Uh, really. <laughs> anyway, this week we are talking about episode 118, season one, episode 18 of In Search of, called Ghosts. Woo. Um,. So starts off people see, talking about you know people see things and and things they can't explain. Um, people see things because evolutionary spe- evolutionarily speaking we're supposed to, and we're we're also really bad at patterns. I think we've, I think I think I've beaten this one into the ground on several episodes. Uh, anyway, Oliver, thoughts on this episode? Well, just as a preamble, I'm an atheist, and sometimes I am asked to give lectures on atheism. Mm -hmm. And so I'm continually asked, how can I prove that there's no God? And my answer, standard answer, and this is true, is that I can't. I can just, I just can explain to you how the world works without one being needed. Mm -hmm. So I can't tell you that if there's ghosts or not. The funny thing is, is if mammals have souls, nobody ever talks about like ghost bunnies, right? You know, or ghost you know, dogs or anything. It's only humans only. So I can't really tell you whether ghosts exist or not in an intellectual level. What I can tell you on a, in an intellectual level is that there's not one single fact in this whole episode. It is completely there, fact-free. Um, while this ghost squirrel stares me down, uh, Steve, what do you think of this episode? <laughs> well, I, I agree with Oliver in the fact that there are absolutely no facts in this. Um, <laughs> no, there aren't. As I, as I sort of tweeted to both of you, I tend to be agnostic about about ghosts and in, in the fact that you know uh, perhaps like Oliver, uh, I don't know if ghosts exists or not, but uh, I'm not willing necessarily to say that they don't exist. Um, I will say that I've never seen any evidence that proves it. Um, well, you know, j- just because you know it's, it's the kind of thing that is so out of the realm of knowledge mm-hmm. that. I'm not willing to say they don't exist. 
and and the and the problem is that when whenever I say something like that, people automatically assume that I'm sort of sitting on the fence. And it's like, well, no, I'm not sitting on the fence just because I'm agnostic. I don't believe in the Bermuda Triangle because I have evidence that proves that the Bermuda Triangle doesn't exist. Hmm. Um, and so I go by the evidence. And as Oliver's kind of pointed out, there is no evidence of ghosts. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they don't exist. And so, um, you know, as I said to both you, I'm not willing to say they don't exist. Um, I'm not saying they do exist, but um, you'll find no proof of ghosts in this episode, however. At this point, I should really extend my kudos to Jason for not introducing us with who you're going to (laughs) call. That didn't even cross my mind. Um, So... Yeah, before before we get into the meat of the episode, I I discussed this a while back. I think on an episode of SGMR. I can't remember now, but basically, science's stance on ghosts is none. They they don't have a stance because it's nobody has like. There's no scientific way to prove ghosts exist uh you hear of you know ghost hunters and stuff like the like like the ghost hunter we're going to be introduced to in this episode um we you know everyone has these ideas of like carrying around a multimeter set to ac uh milli millivolts and waving it around and if it and if it moves it's uh you know there must be a ghost no, that's called stray uh, stray electricity in the air because, you know, that's what we have all around us. Um, yeah, we cannot prove that ghosts exist because there's no test to test for them. Also, you know, it's not required. Right. It's not required to our human existence to know whether we have souls or not. Mm-hmm. It, it's just not. <laughs> right. It, it doesn't impact our daily life. So this is why science can't quantify it is because it's not required. Yeah. Uh, as, I, as I have written here, there's no established standard by which we can detect them. And that's you need you need a standard in order to detect something. You need something that's agreed upon by everyone. So are you saying that the e-meter cannot detect thetans? Nope. OK, <laughs> just checking. <laughs> so we are introduced to our character once again. And I, what, which episode was he in? Um, he was he was in the American Stonehenge. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, Hans Holzer. <laughs> um, now he's introduced as an author and a ghost hunter, and I I can't remember everything that he's he, he's introduced as a professor as well. He's introduced as a doctor of parapsychology. I am oh, wondering. Yeah. I'm wondering what university granted him that degree. Hogwarts? What? I don't know. <laughs> Duke. Uh... <laughs> For $56,000 a year, yeah. <laughs> uh, I looked it up. Between 1963 and 2012, and I'll, I'll get to the reason why it's 2012, he's written 101 books. Wow. Uh, he died in 2009, which means nine of those books were published posthumously in 2012. No, what it means is nine of those books were written by his ghost. 
<laughs> Ooh, a literal ghostwriter. Really? Um, well played, Steve. Well played. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, uh, by the way, also reading in the Wikipedia article, Holzer has been criticized by the Society for Psychical Research for endorsing <laughs> psychics and ghost hunting. <laughs> When the woo you are trying to pitch <laughs> is shot down by other people who are pitching woo, we got a problem. <laughs> and, and the one thing I noticed in this is he is like very, he is very credulous in his determinations about ghosts. I mean, it, you listen to him and he, he's going to sound like the authority on ghosts. Like he... Like, like he talks to them daily. Hmm. So, well, I mean, I think I think I pointed this out in the last episode. Uh, you know, when, when look because obviously, you know, you look at credentials for people. Mm. Right? I, I mean, I know I've said that I'm agnostic about ghosts, but you know, I I look at people's credentials, and as I said, I think in the episode um, that he was previous in, not only. Are we unsure that he has a degree from the university he claims to be? We're not actually sure that the university he claims to have a degree from actually <laughs> existed. <laughs> I, as, I Come on, he, he's got his he's got his Griffin George jacket. Come on. <laughs> as as I think I mentioned in, in the previous episode that he was on, his his daughter has said that that university no longer exists. Hmm. And it's like, I doubt it existed in the first place. Yeah. He is a salesman. He is selling an invisible product. At mm-hmm. one point, he said, the, the, Leonard, Leonard Nimoy says he, that he's in the business of hunting ghosts. Well, that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. And what makes me laugh, and I can use this parallel with something religious, is that when, when Joel Austin first came out, <laughs> and you know he was making his bigger eyes, Every other mm-hmm. Christian minister on TV had a fit, started complaining about him, mm-hmm. saying he was this and that. And the reason that they were complaining was that he was making so much money that mm-hmm. they all got jealous. It's the same with the, you know, Council of Psychiatric or Psycho, the Psychic Research hating him because he was making <laughs> too much money. Mm-hmm. So we point out that he wrote this whole episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, he produced it. Yeah. And I'm just wondering whether In Search of had him on like retainer when they ran out of stuff to do. Probably. And just um, got him to do like a complete BS one. So so the problem, and, and this is my problem, he wrote the episode, which means you're not going to get a critical look. You're, you're not going to get anything countering him because he's the writer of the episode. And I wouldn't trust anyone who came on countering him because he wrote the episode. Yeah, I mean, if 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 facts were aspartame, this was a diet coke. I mean, there there was just there was no nothing. It was basically a ghost story. Mm-hmm. So there there's a what was it in Washington Irving's house? Uh, he's the author of the Headless Horseman. Yeah. Um, what's Legend. that? Yeah, Legend of Sleepy Legend Hollow. Sleepy Hollow. Um, yeah, refer. So somebody is talking about, you know, like there's a sound of, uh, you know, of s- someone falling down the steps and uh, knocking over an iron. And uh, I think I think it was um, 
it was either the person they were interviewing or Nimoy who said, ghosts have been known to do such things. <laughs> no, people have told stories about ghosts doing such things, air quotes implied, uh, but they're stories. Um, so. I, I, I didn't really quite understand why they had that, that bit there. Um, mm -hmm. I think I do, just because it was alleged Sleepy Hollow, Washington mm -hmm. Irving, ghost stories. But, um, you know, but, but Hans Holzer said that there were no, there were no ghosts there. Mm -hmm. but, but apparently uh, Washington Irving decided that when he died, he would haunt his own house. It's true. Yeah. But Hans so. Holzer, their ghost expert, said that there were no ghosts there. Uh-huh. Bet he took the check, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the producing um, check and the writer's check. Yes. <laughs> so now we get to... Okay. Oh, I'm ready the, for this. I'm the so amount, ready for this. <laughs> the amount of qualification on this. So we get to this point. Uh, they're talking about, you know, fishermen have little time to, you know, you know they're they're so busy out fishing that they have such little time to uh you know to think about ghosts and supernatural things fishermen from what i understand are some of the most superstitious people on earth and tell the biggest fish stories you could possibly imagine i mean f fishermen are not known for you know, being stoic. Um, <laughs> so we go to this fishing town in uh, Maine, I think it was. Yeah. And we get to Bob and Carol. Ugh. Oliver, would you like to? Uh... Well, so... Bob, and, Bob and Carol aren't the, aren't the most ridiculous couple in this show. Um, no. Just give you a little fair warning there. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, you know what I was thinking the whole time when Bob and Carol were on? What's that? You know that urban legend about three men and a baby? Mm-hmm. That there's a ghost in one of the publicity shots or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was just... All I was thinking about was that. That it was just a pure coincidence of shadow. Mm -hmm. As Bob and Carol tell this story about uh, a woman showing... Uh, hearing footsteps and having a woman show up that's invisible yet visible... Screaming, Marion, Marion, uh, exactly what you want your ghost to do, by the way. Um, it's, uh, it's just, it's just light playing tricks, shadows, and you know, uh, it's the 70s people, god knows what they were on. My, so that's the other thing. My problem with this was this is a story that was told many years after the fact. And if you're familiar with, um, there, there was, a there was an experiment done. It was on discovery channel of all places. Uh, and, and it was a legitimate experiment. Uh, they took a group of people. I think it was like 30 people through, it was on a nature walk and there was a crashed UFO or something that looked like a UFO. And they came they, they got back, you know, they just hurried the people through. And when they got back to the base, you know, where, where they were, where they all gathered, um, all the people were asked questions. 
about what they saw. 45 days later, all the same people were asked all the same questions about what they saw. And most of their stories changed greatly in that time. Well, so it's what, they say, it's what they say about eyewitnesses to crimes is yeah. that they're, that they're pretty unreliable. Eyewitness testimony is unreliable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Carol's story. Um, she said, uh, she was in a deep sleep. Um, and then the cat tried to wake her several times, but if she was in a deep sleep, how does she know the cat woke, was trying to wake her up several times? Um, <laughs> she just smoked two bowls. I mean, let's just face it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, they're, <sighs> The, the problem is this is all either a lot of reenactment or um, after-the-fact storytelling. And it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't wash with me. Um, so now we are introduced to our favorite couple. It's Hans oh, Holzer, of course. Love these and, two. And his psychic, Ingrid Beckman. <laughs> oh, well, hands so, and hands and Ingrid, Ingrid are like the Boris and Natasha of Ghostbusters. It's hysterical. So she senses a woman, possibly upstairs. Uh, upstairs is most active. She sees a woman who looks out to sea for her husband, who is on a boat. <laughs> um, do you remember when we led into this section what we were talking about? We're in a fishing village in Maine. Um, what are the chances that, you know, there would be a woman in a house uh, whose husband is out to sea and he died on a boat? I'd say eh, yeah, 85%. I, I live in Nova Scotia, which is heavily a fishing area. And women waiting for their husbands to come back is a very heavy trope in mm. Nova Scotian literature because, mm. as, as you point out, it happens a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and it also happens, unfortunately, that a lot of them don't come back as well. Mm -hmm. so, you know, if someone mentions the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald at this point, I'm leaving. <laughs> okay. Um, you you yeah. already did. So. Okay. Uh, <laughs> or they made Whitefish Bay. <laughs> the the Boris and Natasha doing this was just hysterical because first of all they they say that she doesn't she knows nothing about any of this mm -hmm. that she hasn't been prepped right and we're it's like a yeah right <laughs> second of all did anyone notice that she does this big listing of all these things that are going on in the house mm -hmm. what's going on with this woman you know all this kind of stuff and she only gets three right. <laughs> Did anyone notice that? <laughs> wow, she's, she's rhyming, a cold reader. She's rhyming, rhyming off kids' names, what they did, whether they're alive or not. And all of them are never addressed again. Now, I was under the impression that this was a reenactment of an earlier investigation. It was a uh, reenactment of something. <laughs> I don't know. Because, uh, you know, he's holding a tape recorder. Well, if he was... If this was an, you know, if she originally did this before, you know, if this was 
from you know, basically reenacting something that happened earlier. I'd love to hear the original tape because I guarantee you she doesn't give like any specifics. Uh, yeah, that's probably correct. Well, well, not only that, if, if and I listened to this passage numerous times just to make sure that what I'm about to say is actually correct. Nimoy actually, for lack of a better word, fakes the evidence. Because huh. what, what, you, you get the bit where she's talking to Hans Holzer, and then mm-hmm. he comes on and says, oh, she gave us a lot of hard, cold facts about this. And yeah. one of the things he says is she came up with the name Hatton. But mm. if you listen to what she says, she doesn't actually say the word Hatton. She says, I'm thinking of an, a name, an H name. It's H something. And so when Nimoy comes on and says it's Hatton, it's like that's not what she said. I caught that too, Steve. It's I did like, not catch hell, that. Where did they get Hatton from? Uh, from from the book that uh, they found the woman's name in originally. So, and then we get the town uh, historian, or he oh. kind of he kind of he kind of looks like the town drunk, actually, but. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, he was, he was definitely a character. Um, yeah, apparently, I like, I, uh, I like this pipe. He doesn't he, know uh, any, he doesn't know anything. He's just like, yeah, I've heard yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so according to this, you know, we, you know, they, they say we, we've learned, so, you know, we've learned much from Hans Holzer in this. No, we haven't. We haven't. No. We haven't learned anything from him. No. <laughs> he wrote the episode. Uh, so he comes across as the ultimate ghost hunting superhero. He's probably, he probably has an H on his chest. <laughs> <laughs> it's ghost, man. <laughs> uh, no, it, but... it reminded me of one of my all-time favorite horror movies. called. It's called Ghost Story. It was done in the early 80s. Alice Krieg is topless in it. Go Fiat. It's fabulous. Um, but it's, it's sorry. But it's set in a it's set in a in a New England town, and this is that's exactly what this is. There's 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 no. It's just it's 22 minutes of a ghost story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it, you. If the audience thinks we're skimping on on telling a story about this, we're not because there's nothing to. No, we we. We have told the whole story. Yeah. You do not have to watch this episode. Go watch this episode, though. Oh, yeah, for comedic value alone. <laughs> well, not only, not only that, but again, again, sort of going to sort of sources and stuff like that, um, as I think I, I mentioned to the, the two of you on Twitter, I found a website that talks about this story. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually talks about the filming of Hans Holzer coming with, um, with Ingrid Beckman. Um, and it co- completely contradicts what they say. Hmm. Um, like, for example, the woman's name is M- Margaret Barger. Not huh. him. Not, not an H name. Um, she claims, uh, meaning, meaning Ingrid, claims sort of, she, she mentions the date 1843 as mm-hmm. the year that the husband died. Mm-hmm. Well, Margaret Barger's husband died in 1820. Huh. The only truth is that he was a fisherman who went out one day and didn't come back. But as I said, you know, 
were if, if I wanted to be a psychic and I was in Maine or Nova Scotia or someplace like that, that There's would no be internet. the place that I would go to, right? And if the internet didn't exist. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and, and so like not only that, it, it's like even the stories themselves that they tell are not, not just not verif- not only not verifiable, but you know, you can find sources that contradict that. Oh, yeah, it was uh, a fascinating episode. (laughs) This is, but Uh, seriously, this is where this is where in search of goes right off the rails, and that's 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 why I sometimes think that that's why they they've got this Hans Holder guy. It's just that when they can't come up with or they can't get a crew out to Easter Island or they can't, they have to stall somehow. They get Hans to do something. Mm-hmm. Because we've had two of these now, uh, where actually we've had three of them, where it's just super stall, where we learn nothing, and mm-hmm. it's just complete garbage. Yeah, this is definitely a uh, interesting episode. <laughs> but but Nimoy huh? rocks the gray turtleneck. Oh yeah. Yes, he does. Oh, so anything else to add to this episode? Busted makes me feel good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Do you think we're going to see Hans again? Oh, yeah. I don't know about this season. Oh, maybe, maybe next week. Next week's episode. And by the way, it's my birthday episode. Life after death. That's not a good sign, is it? (laughs) And then the following week, we have special number one in search of ancient astronauts. That's an hour long special. Yes, it's an hour long special host hosted by Rod Serling. So Oliver. Tell people where they can find you. Well, the ghosts can find me on Twitter if they can type uh, <laughs> at Oliver Rockside, or uh, you can uh, check out my new project with co-host Aaron White as we review 20 years of the original Law and Order. You can find that at the 27thPrecinct.com. Excellent, Steve. Where can people find you? Well, I hope the ghosts don't, don't come for me. I scare easily. Um, you can find me at Twitter at Doc Pinko. D O C P I N K O. And you can find me at AlienCG on Twitter. You can find this podcast at Illuminati Pod. Send us your questions, your comments, and corrections to us uh, yeah, at Illuminati Pod. Or uh, just email, email me from the forum on the uh, Illuminati Social Club page, which is uh, AlienCG.com slash ISC. Now, that ghost squirrel is eating ghost nuts and staring at me menacingly. (laughs) Have a good week, everyone. Toodles, kids. See ya.